You know, life can be deep, but God is greater and higher, and He's faithful. And no matter what you go through, the good, the bad, the ugly, He meets you at every twist and every turn. And in those moments when you've got questions and you have no answers, there's one big answer that will never change, and that is God is faithful. He's always there. And all you got to do is call. No matter what the situation, no matter what the mistake, no matter what the failing, no matter your brokenness, he's there. He promises to be there. He promises to be faithful, to pick up all the pieces, to collect your tears in a bottle and wash you with them and bring restoration into your life. So hold on, my friend. Hope is just a prayer away. So never give up. Never give in. Dare to believe. One more time. Hello, I'm Michelle McKinney-Hammond, and welcome to Life Talk. We're talking about everybody's favorite topic, love. We were made for it, through it, by it. Oh, and we all need it and want it, and that's absolutely normal. We've been talking about this for a little while now, so we've gone over the parts that are associated with the mechanism of love. I'm kind of looking at it like a computer, that what we put into it will affect the output of the relationship. We've looked at all the parts that are essential to love, like you, the other person, God, the heart, the soul, the mind, and even strength are important parts of making love work, getting it, keeping it, and fixing what's broken if need be. But now that we've gotten acquainted with all the parts needed to operate the awesome mechanism called love, It's time to determine if the person you're considering is all you hope for. Now you are ready to begin the most incredible journey you can imagine. Though there are some do's and don'ts when it comes to love, you'll also find a lot of unpredictability because no two parts are the same beyond their basic wiring. Each comes complete with its own set of unique characteristics and quirks. You are like no one else, neither is the other person. Therefore, you must be open to the subtleties of this complex machine known as love. As we've already noted, the only part that remains exactly the same is the God piece. All the other parts are capable of changing shape and even altering their functions, taking a longer or shorter time to line up with the manufacturer's instructions on how to function in the love unit. So, you must utilize discernment and grace as you begin assembly. We must now focus on the other person part because it's the most critical to how love will work. It's crucial to open and examine the other person carefully before aligning yourself with them because once engaged, you and that other person will find it hard to separate. In order for love to function at its best, you and the other person must be open. As I've mentioned earlier, you cannot insist on what the other person looks like. Instead, you need to have a clear vision of what you would like your love relationship to look like. 
Your choice of the other person may be different from the choices you made in the past because now you will base your choice on function, not outward appearance. Remember, Proverbs 31.30 says, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, and it doesn't last. Choosing someone according to function aligns with the manufacturer's policy. That would be the Bible, which I described earlier, of looking at the heart even though man tends to be moved by outward appearances. Let's keep in mind that looks can be deceiving. Your mother said you can't judge a book by its cover for a reason. Some of the most gorgeous men I've dated eventually revealed that they were only pretty houses with no one home, or even worse, less than desirable interiors. Some partners are beautiful on the outside, but inwardly their wiring is a mess and they are highly dysfunctional. I'm continually fascinated by those I interview who've been successful at making love work. The report is often the same. I would never have expected to fall in love with this person. They were just not my type. This idea reaches all the way back to biblical times. Boaz was actually surprised to find Ruth at his feet asking him to be her redeemer. And I wouldn't recommend that you try this at home or anywhere else in present day. This was a cultural thing back in the day. He kind of figured she'd go for a younger, cuter model. Ruth, however, had the right idea. She was looking for kindness and security, and that is what she got with Boaz. He was wealthy and may have been easy on the eyes, but who really knows? All we know is that she ended up with a man who took care of her and their family. Let's face it. How many times have you walked down the street or sat in a restaurant, observed a couple, and wondered to yourself, how did those two end up together? This is the mystery of love, but also a revelation that everyone will agree on. Love does not recognize types. For those who insist on engaging only with partners they consider their type, their configuration might work momentarily, but usually cannot be maintained for any great length of time. You see, sparks can fly when two incompatible people initially plug in. But that's not a good thing. The pair will be unable to access strength to stay the course. If instead we take the time to open and examine the other person, we get to find out what they're really made of. Are their inner working solid or substandard? Are they a good investment for the long haul or just a pretty ornament for the moment? Couples usually get to start off well, don't they? That's why I love what my mentor P.B. Wilson says. Patience is the weapon that forces deceit to reveal itself. She said a mouthful there. We've seen it happen on various fronts, from politics to personal relationships. Everyone starts off with good intentions, best foot forward. But get familiar and comfortable with each other and let life hit the fan. Let the stress quotient mount or simply let time do its work and that's when you see the real deal, raw and naked. The personality that was hidden from you before comes to the forefront in all its glory. Sometimes that can be a hair-raising picture. But, you may be saying, no one is perfect. True. So should you have standards? Indeed you should, because these standards affect your compatibility and your ability to sustain a long-term relationship. In order for the love connection to be secure, both parts, you and the other person, must operate from the same platform. Therefore, there should be some non-negotiables about any person you consider connecting to. First, are they plugged into God? You see, first, they should be plugged into the God piece, powerfully engaged, 
and passionately interacting in a way that it's giving off positive output. This connection should be something a lot deeper than the other person's knowing about Jesus or simply being spiritual. The person you're considering should be involved with and accountable to God. The accountability factor is huge. If they won't break the heart of God, they won't break yours either. There's a reason that foremost of the Ten Commandments is to love God. Jesus added that you should then love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus knew that if you loved God and people enough, you wouldn't lie, cheat, steal from them, or do anything else that would hurt them. Makes sense to me. I think you get the picture too. Moving on. The second part is, uh, if it's a man, he should be working. And if it's a woman, there should be a vision and a passion for her life. Second, the person needs to be working. Um, in urban culture, women say they're looking for a BMW, a black man working. Uh, I'm sure that holds true for everyone. We all need help now. Life has become very expensive. So unless you can really afford to do a one-income household, everyone should have a vision for moving forward and ways to be fruitful monetarily as well as physically and emotionally and spiritually in the relationship. Your potential mate should know and understand their purpose and have a vision for their life and be actively engaged in pursuing that. The alternative is not pretty, especially when it begins to affect the economic quality of your life. If you ask a person what they want to do with their life and they say, I don't know, don't walk, run. When Ruth met Boaz, he was in the midst of harvesting his crops. I think their meeting demonstrates a spiritual principle very nicely. She was gleaning, he was harvesting. Both people in the equation need to be producing fruit. Both of you should have something to show for yourselves besides great ideas. Life costs money, so you can't afford to be so romantic that you don't care what the other person is going to do for the rest of their life. Believe me, it will eventually affect you and hit you where it hurts, namely your financial security and your future. Not that you're marrying for money, but finances do become an important part of the equation, one that can affect your heart condition over time. There's a reason finances are one of the top three causes of divorce. Third, they must have integrity. Yes, integrity. They should be true to what they were designed to do and true to you. There should be no question about their intentions toward you or their ability to deliver what they promise. In other words, they consider your time and your heart when making plans or commitments to you. They do what they say they're going to do. They should have no problem being transparent with you and accountable to you. Their failure to do so early on gives you a hint of your future, a string of broken promises and bad feelings that build up to one big explosion and major heartbreak. How you begin is how you will end, but on an escalated level. An inch becomes a mile when left unattended. Remember that. I'm going to continue with this tomorrow um, because there are a few more to go and my time is up today. So make sure you tune in tomorrow to hear the rest of how we put two people together and make love work. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'd love to address whatever is on your mind on a broadcast. 
So why not email me at lifetalkmmh at gmail.com. Oh, and make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel at Michelle McKinney Hammond. Like my fan page on Facebook at Michelle McKinney Hammond. And follow me on Instagram and Twitter at McKinney Hammond for even more inspiration. For your goodness and your grace and the wonders of your ways and the miracles you constantly amaze me without testifying. Wishing you a great day and now enjoy the sounds and the ministry of relevance. from me.